0: Radio Phoenix are on a bit of a tear. Well, a bit of a tear. They're two points clear at the top of the table of the A-League. Yes, you heard that right. They are going great guns. I'm loving watching them. The women's team have refound really some form as well. Of course, we had Brianna Edwards on earlier this week. Now we've got the big cheese. We've got the CEO of the Phoenix. I think that title's right. David, do welcome in. Yeah, very much. Thanks for having me, Steffi. It's good to be here. Must be good to going to work at the moment. Well, look, uh, it
1: certainly makes learn some things a lot easier. Um, you know, we joke about it in, in the office about uh, you know being top of the league and we're going to win the league this year and <laughs> uh, and touchwood. Uh, but it's it's good fun, right? So, I mean, the thing that that's really that you know it gives us a lot of heart it's great for the fans because as you know you know we've had it pretty hard over the last couple of years going back to the mid 2016, 17 that sort of stuff when the Football Australia tried to kick us out of the league and then we rolled into COVID and you know that that was hugely uh, you know challenging for the club and we come out the other end and rebuilt and invested into the academy and bringing all these young players and all of a sudden we're winning games and top of the league and you're going well Geez, it would no one have been that easy. You shouldn't
0: should have done that from the start. Yeah, you've been there through thick and thin. You've been there a long time. What, what if you look back over the last couple of years? What, what were a couple of um, you know, bits of brilliance or things that have actually worked that you put in place? Maybe you had to be patient with.
1: I think a lot of it has been the investment the owners have made into the academy. So we have, I mean, you know, you have to, you have to give the academy directors Paul Temple uh, and Steve Colm a lot of credit. So going back. You know we had like two teams in the Academy back in you know, 2015 2016 whatever and now it's got uh, eight teams in it and we go down to you know 14 15 year old kids and we we've got three women's teams and we want to expand that by another two and you know we've got some of the best kids in the country and we've invest heavily into that in terms of the infrastructure and the resources and the technology that the guys use in the Academy now but the, we've got S&C coaches, every team's got S&C, every team's got a physio, every team's got a coach and an assistant coach. I mean, it's really well set up and that's kind of what you're seeing, you know, the, the fruits of that investment starting to come through now. And then just in the last couple of years, and you know, I don't think this should be underestimated, in the last couple of years we've re- really invested into our Te Kanga Māori program and I think the difference that's made to the club and really getting to... Uh, you know, understanding our place in, in New Zealand what we stand for and the values we stand for as a club, I think that's all been really important and then you role in NZCIS as you know, you know NZCIS very well, you know those are all parts of the jigsaw puzzle that seem to have come together at the same time and you know it's been reflected in the results on the pitch.
0: Yeah results but also watching it Dave I, I can see it in the team I can see a bouncy, energised uh, yeah. a team full of desire
1: and that you know you've got to give a lot of credit to the senior leadership group including Alex Rupert who's the captain of that team and I mean he's look how he stepped up and the way he's playing now as as a as a player and as a captain is extraordinary I mean a lot has been made of the fact that he didn't score for five years in his professional career and that was a goal a game the last three games I mean he's He's become a different player both on and off the pitch. And that sort of leadership is is crucial for a a team who's at high performance. And the players that he's got around him, you know, Oscar Zavada's been injured, comes back and scores a goal. And it's, you know, 10 minutes at the end of the game. And all the other players that are around him, you know, Scotty Wooten and and the young players that have just come on, like Alex Paulson and goal and Finn Sermon at the centre-back and Lucas kelly Heald and Ben Old, all these young kids that have come through the academy – Honestly, you would not believe that this is their first year as as pro footballers. They just look so comfortable and so at ease in the A-League. you know, it's it's you're absolutely right. The way the team is playing and how they're holding themselves as players is, is, is exceptional, and they that's you know all helps to to win football matches.
0: Yeah, in professional sport, David, and we've spoken about this before. The tough one of the toughest things in professional sport is the balance sheet, the abacus, the calculator, the slide rule. You must be constantly on your desk, and and you've talked about. Uh, building a foundation from the bottom up, that's costly. Um, All of these teams, all of these strength and conditioning um, players, that's costly. How do you balance a very – everyone has to be tight on their budget. Everyone has to be careful with every penny they spend. How hard is that as part of your role?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's very hard. It's probably the single biggest challenge. I mean, our books don't balance. The owners are still throwing in a lot of money each year, and it's a lot of money. Um, but it, it, again, they've said this is an investment into football in this country and we believe that we're going in the right direction. And you can sort of see that now. Like I say, it's starting to, it's starting to play dividends. Uh, and, you know, the, the, facility out here at NZIS is, is unbelievable. I'm, you know, convinced that's all part of it, that it's helping us win football matches. We had a really good game against Melbourne Victory, we had just over 9,000. And I think that was the first time that we've been in the black for maybe two, three seasons, two and a half seasons. Um, we're hoping for another one on Waitangi. Um, when we're at home and we do a, another good crowd then, and we've got the Mariners are visiting. So they're current champions and they're, they're coming to visit, and we're hoping for a big crowd. We've got kids go free, so hopefully they bring mum and dad who are paying. Um, and then we've got, uh, Western United on the following weekend, and then we've got Eden Park, and Eden Park generally tends to be a good game for us in the middle of March you know, 16th of March, you know, we've got Sydney SC, so the return of Ufuk Tally. We get a couple of goods. The reality is that if we have a sold-out game at, at Sky Stadium and we don't get that in regular season, if you do one sold-out game at, at Sky Stadium, it funds this club for a whole year. And, but it just, it doesn't happen, right? Unless you're an All Blacks test or something like that, it's very hard to get sold out. But what we do know is when we have a, um, when we get to the final series, we will sell out Sky Stadium but all that money goes to the Melbourne um, body as opposed to us. <laughs> so we scratch all through the year trying to get nine thousand, eight thousand, just to cover the cost of the stadium, and then they roll in at finals time and takes all the money. So that's why we're asking Wellingtonians and, and football fans in general to support the team during the season, because that helps us fund the clubs and it helps us fund players. Like we've just signed this um, uh, Costa Rican. Uh, he's, he's on his way, be here probably next week Again, the owners that's an un, unbudgeted for spend um, The owners just came to us and said Look, you're doing great What do you need to carry on to kick on for the rest of the season? Chiefie found this player We looked at him um, in the pre-season He wasn't quite right for us now But we think he's, he's perfect for us Given where we're at So they've invested into another player And this is all about pushing on and doing well in the A-League And winning our first A-League maiden title
0: you're going to have some difficult conversations and decisions to make in the near future because you've got Houston Salas, as you say, Costa Rican international, very really yeah. good player. You've got Oscar Zavada. You've got Costa Barbarusis. The rumours are there's only room for one of those two. Is it is it is it is it as simple as that? Zavada or Barbarusis, or can you find a way to keep both?
1: I think I think there are options there, and is like this is you know sort of Chiefies' area, right? But there are options there. I look. Salas will be a very good player like he's he's a defensive midfielder in Costa Rica but we bought I don't know if you know if you remember Roly Bonavacia from 5-6 years yep. ago he yep. he came to us he was a Dutch player came to us as a defensive midfield player but it became very clear very, very quickly he can play anywhere and he's an attacking player so we don't you know it's the system that Chiefie has it's quite an attacking system when we're going forward so this guy could be dynamite on the ball from, all, from what we know about him he's fast He's very good technically, so I think we're looking at him. While you know you call him a defensive midfielder, I think you will be surprised about what he looks like. He's going forward, and there are options in the system that, that Chiefie plays. And also, the other thing you got to remember is it gives you such strength coming off the bench. And you know, look at Oscar came on; he's been injured for five, six weeks. Comes off the bench and scores a winning goal against Newcastle. I mean, bench is very, very important these days. And uh, if anything, we're building real depth off the bench. Not only in the starting lineup, but off the bench as well, so. I think, you know, the fans can get genuinely excited about where the team's going in the, in the second half of the season.
0: Yeah, and just finally, <clears throat> I wanted to revisit Waitangi Day, February 6th. It's a Tuesday. It's a public holiday. People won't be taking long weekends because they work Monday and Wednesday. Do yourselves a favour, Wellingtonians, Manawatuvians, with just all of that catchment, Wairarapa. Get yourself along to Sky Stadium. It's one versus three on the table at the moment, so it's the best of the best on show. And, and finally, Dave, have you thought about changing your name to Foo Fighters Phoenix because you'll sell the stadium out then?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, to be fair, I actually went to that concert and it wasn't bad. It's not <laughs> bad, Dave Grohl, in, in terms of an entertainment factor. I, I, I was down at the stadium, uh, what day, Monday it was, um, and there is it actually looks pretty good. The surface looks pretty good. There's a bit of um, damage down the far end where the stage was, but the stadium guys told me they're changing that out. They're actually getting, um, they're brawling in the new grass uh, on Tuesday that went in so it should be min- I mean that surface is generally regarded as the best football surface in mm. in the A-League and I'm, I'm convinced that um, Hagen who's, a, who's the uh, groundsman out there and Warwick who's the CEO they'll get it all right so it'll be magnificent for for like I say for the Mariners who are the current champions against the prospective champions, the champions in waiting, as we like to say. That's what we like uh, to it's say. It'll be a cracking game. Positivity.
0: do yeah. Dome, uh, go great guns. Pass on our congratulations and all of our support as well. The Phoenix are flying. Um, thanks for joining us today.
1: No, I appreciate the four seconds. Thanks very much.